Welcome to the podcast Go for Quality Time. Here, I will interview exciting personalities in English who will way off of the mainstream and who will contribute through their experiences and adventures to more quality of time in your life. My name is Detlef Masserts and I consider myself a cosmopolitan who has been fortunate enough to stay at many different places in the world. I tremendously enjoy international networking and on top of that I'm a passionate footballer. It is a great pleasure to welcome today as my guest Horst Kreter. The title of this English episode number six is German Football Ambassador 2017. Hello Horst. Uh, thank you very much, Detlef. Uh, it's a pleasure for me to be with you and to talk to you and to, to contribute to your assignment. Thank you for taking the time to be here with us today on Go for Quality Time. Let's jump into your brief profile about yourself. Name. My name is Horst Kritu. H. I'm uh, under underprivileged because in my life I only had uh, 18 <laughs> birthdays. <laughs> Uh, so, um, you know that I'm just born on the 29th of February on leap day. So, if you multiply 18 with 4, <laughs> then you will find my age. Okay, that's a nice riddle at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> my place of birth is uh, Osterkappeln, a place near Osterbrück, mm -hmm. uh, in the northern part of Germany, in Lower Saxony. And um, I'm living in uh, Lotte, mm -hmm. it's a residence for more than 40 years and it's still my place even when I was abroad I still kept my residence so whenever I went on leave I had a home where I could just relax uh, a little bit enjoy Germany and again going back to different countries. We go deeper into that definitely during the uh, interview. Yeah. Married for more than 40 years and um, during that time we got two children both are grown up how old are the children? Uh, 35 and, and 30 years old. Okay. Your professional education? Yeah, I did my master's studies in physical education, in educational sciences and geography. Mm -hmm. Your current profession today? Today I'm a consul <coughs> football consultant and a technical advisor for different uh, associations and federations in football and uh, going abroad um, uh, <coughs> taking over different assignments according to the needs of the different uh, um, football uh, associations. Mm -hmm. Your interests, hobbies? Yeah, my interest is surely uh, to travel and um, to meet people around the world, to look around what is happening in football on and off the field, and surely even to read much and um, to enjoy and still to play football and to enjoy playing actively once or twice a week, the ball is still rolling, and I manage him to to distribute and uh, um, feed my my young um, partners in the matches when we have uh, small sided games. <laughs> okay, okay. Do you have a life motto, Horst? Yeah, something like be patient and understanding. Life is too short to be malicious. Mm -hmm. Nice motto. Is there any no no that you're unwilling to tolerate at all? 
Surely there might be a no-no, but it depends much on the situation. There is not a general no-no, mm -hmm. which I will carry wherever I am, because whenever I go to different uh, sites and in different countries, there are different cultures, there are different uh, upbringings of people living in this area, so there is not an absolute no-no. Mm -hmm. Could you please share with us briefly the highlights of your professional career? I know that's going to be tough with all these fascinating locations you've been visiting, but maybe you can focus just on the main highlights. We will go into more details during this interview anyway. Surely I first of all started my career abroad working in Nigeria, spending there six years, working four years for the Food Press Association and then for two years handling a professional team, FC Julius Berger Lagos. And during surely that time was surely one of my highlights because it even brought me into contact with a culture which is quite different from Germany mm. and where I had to adapt and where I had to uh, look around, where I had to observe, where I had to learn. And really that when I was... Uh, really privileged to have good partners around me, people who helped me uh, to understand. Uh, and uh, So I very soon did not feel anymore as a foreigner. So I felt myself as part of Nigerian culture. Mm -hmm. So that was surely there. And after that, even later, I spent even three years in a different environment in Somalia, um, a Muslim country, but a very tolerant company, uh, country, And um, even it was a little bit more modest, but people were very nice because people nowadays, when I talk to them and tell them that I spent time in Somalia, say, ooh, yeah, surely today it is unfortunately a failed state. But during my time, it was a moderate, but a nice environment. And with their means, I still have friends over there who are not anymore living in Somalia, but around the world. We stay in contact. And surely it was even uh, a highlight mm -hmm. because it, it taught me uh, to a different way of approaching, of easygoing, you cannot push so fast. People have only moderate means, but they even are dedicated. And there you can see when you have lived in such a place, how privileged we are to have all these things around us in, in large amounts, uh, uh, which you will not find in, in so many other countries. Mm -hmm. And uh, surely then uh, five years South Africa. I mean, uh, surely I even uh, uh, first time came to South Africa already 1991. And um, last time it was this year. So it means more or less uh, I spent there 26 years. Wow. But in one spell, it was from 1997 to 2002. During that time, I was the director of coaching, the technical director and even for certain parts for the technical advisor to the national team, we that time, 20 years ago, qualified for the first time for the World Cup. Wow. And then uh, when we uh, were in camp <coughs> one or two days before the match, Nelson Mandela came there and spoke to us and, and wished us all the best and uh, gave us his uh, support. And that truly was something which I never forg forget. Respect. And that was surely. And uh, finally, uh, later, even I spent uh, nearly five years in China in a diff quite different culture. But even at, uh, I, I got so much out of it. And truly, I hope I could even contribute much to them. And uh, <coughs> so, 
And in between, I have been to more than 50 co different countries. So it was truly there a very wide area and uh, I enjoyed any, any place and any occasion. And I must say, I never had any situation where I would say I would not have liked to experience it. Let's it jump. really enriched my life. Let's jump into it. Horst, you've been traveling and working. <coughs> you mentioned that in more than 50 countries in almost 40 years. Wow. This year, for the fifth time in a row in the category coach, three German coaching personalities, Bernd Stock, Michael Krüger and yourself, became nominated for the German football ambassador. All nominees contributed an extraordinary extent to the intercultural exchange of the international reputation of Germany. In the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in Berlin, you became handed over a couple of months ago the award German Football Ambassador 2017 in the category Coach. In presence of the Minister, of the Foreign Minister, Sigmar Gabriel. Congrats again for this. What does this award mean to you? Surely that is something special. I mean, I have traveled around and whenever you, the people feel you do a good job, you get a recognition, you get a thank you by the partners, you get even presents. But this was something special because it was a recognition from the government and from uh, experts who know what it means to be, to work abroad, to be an ambassador. Because as a football ambassador, you are at the same time an ambassador for German culture. And football is part of, of, of German culture. And uh, as we have uh, great um, people who can contribute to it, and truly my, my, my two um, colleagues uh, who were in the category even have done a great job. I know, and I, uh, I read about it, and I, I met them before and here, and each of them deserved to be, to be uh, called um, German Football Ambassador 2017, but only one person could get it. Mm. And therefore, I'm really, really, uh, really happy and uh, very glad uh, and, um, that I, I got the, uh, the award, and I appreciate it very much, and it is something special, which I always will memorize, uh, Because when we met there, even the whole ceremony and the whole environment there was something special, um, which I did not expect uh, at the very beginning when I was got the first phone call by Roland, uh, you are nominated, and I felt, uh, yeah, what is this about and all this. So, a great, great, great thing. Mm -hmm. It was also for me a great pleasure uh, to be there and joining this, this fantastic event. Yeah. And I still remember very well that in your acceptance speech in Berlin, you had taken this award also on behalf of all your colleagues and in recognition of their support over all these many years. The way you say that, let no doubt that you really meant it from the bottom of your heart. These deep bonds and friendships have been surely developing over the years. But how difficult was it at the beginning? I guess you did have to go also through a change when becoming confronted with these different cultures and habits. If so, which changes were these? Okay, I mean, uh, I would say first when I came and, and when I went even there to, or when I go to a country, uh, firstly, I go there as an expert, but I go there as an expert for football. In general, but when you come to a country, the football sometimes looks a little bit different from the perspective of the of the of the of the country where you work. I remember, I have been in one country where they mentioned there 
because I was very eager to push it, because I felt they want really to go to um, to 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 the top of the world. So then uh, I my tempo I approached it was a little bit maybe too fast, and then said, "Ah, yeah, Horst, um, um, don't just push too much. Uh, there was football played before you were here, <laughs> and there will be football played when you are not anymore here." So that gave me a thinking. Yeah, the night I say, "Hey, what did he say?" Yeah, so it, it, it told me, uh, please, uh, you have to maybe be a little bit moderate with the tempo, and uh, then you have to look around and have to adjust to it um, and uh, have to mold your experience, yeah, with the environment, and the environment is sometimes a little bit different uh, how you have to approach it. Mm. So the more you go in different countries, the more you get it indirectly in, you take it in, into yourself. You you well uh, you you get the feeling ah oh, this and this I have to, to to do, so I sometimes felt I was surprised when I even did certain things which I normally at the very beginning might have done differently, how I approached it there because out of my experience and out of the situation, yeah sometimes it is uh, we said uh, you, you make a decision out of we said in Germany out of the stomach you know mm. yeah just uh, the. So um, step by step, um, I got more experienced, and I always uh, paid attention to that. I was there to empower other people mm. because football is a team sports. I only will be there for a certain time. I always um, insisted, even there, that I got good counterparts. I was in one country where I got a counterpart who had a PhD from the university, but he wasn't a football player. So I had to tell them this person we can we can still use him in our project, but he's not someone whom we can put on the field to explain to them tactical moves because he himself had never experienced it. And um, today I still have, uh, you no know, some some days ago one of my counterparts visited me here, who worked with me, Mekishinia in 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 South Africa, more than uh, 15 years ago. I have still in contact with people I worked in in Nigeria as well as in in China. So there's still this contact, and they all and I brought them all up. Some of my counterparts they have won the World Cup, the Under 17 World Cup, the Nigerian, mm. yeah, Under 17 World Cup. My, my captain from Ulusberger became the uh, Under 20 World Champion with Ghana, uh, with the Under 20 team. So uh, I guess uh, I had there. This was I don't like to. Say that I um, t use the word strengths, but I have this good feeling. What can I do to make sure that that what I want to uh, to install will not fall down, will not break down when I leave? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's go back 39 years ago, Horst, when you started traveling abroad for the first time. Was it clear to you from the beginning yet that you would leave Germany again and again for longer time periods? During the next decades, or how did this develop? I mean, what was the fascination, the motivation to do so? Yeah, first of all, I, I uh, when I left uh, and went for Nigeria, it was a two years contract. So that is even when I applied for the um, for that uh, work, we established a national institute for sports in cooperation with the German Ministry and the University of Frankfurt, and it was an assignment. So I felt, let me just see how it works. And surely then, step by step, I would say you get a little bit addicted to work with people whom you like, whom you can help, whom you can uh, support, uh, where you have an environment which is a little bit different from where you grew up. Mm. 
but uh, I studied certain things like geography. I, so I have traveled around the world before at the university in books and in uh, seminars and in and, and, uh, different activities, but I have never been before outside Europe. And truly then, and uh, Nigeria uh, was and, and, uh, uh, and is even today a fascinating country. And then step by step, you get a good feeling. You feel, oh, that is where you feel at home. Mm. You know, and it's a little bit different. Mm. So that step by step, it was the first step, and uh, the step steps are still moving. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was traveling because of a business trip for a couple of weeks, or being quite regularly abroad for a much longer time period. There's still a significant difference in between these both things. Which desire was bigger in the past? Enjoying being at home in Germany, in a familiar environment, or having itchy feet going abroad for the next project? Should it the second part? I mean, even still today here, no, we already have prepared to, to have a trip even to Vietnam now privately, and uh, even uh, when I have different uh, engagements, still I, 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 I enjoy it. Uh, I, uh, I would feel a little bit lonely is maybe the wrong word, but I will not feel well. When I still have years to stay home, where I have everything, basically. But it's not I don't have everything. There's something where I see, uh-huh, I want to see, I want to, not to detect, maybe it's the wrong word, but to see how people live, how people react in different parts of the world. Mm -hmm. And that's why even when I go on leave very often, I always go even then into different parts mm -hmm. to see always something which is different and not just, um, I would never be uh, feeling well to go to one place, maybe on holiday five, six times, consecutively like people say ah oh, it's always a nice i always want to have maybe a new environment to meet new people so therefore it's still the the wish and the drive to see the world around me <laughs> you're not getting tired of yeah. that <laughs> among all the countries where you've been traveling and working i believe south africa is the one the f the strongest bonds Former South African colleagues and today's officials of the FA are emphasizing your tremendous positive impact on South Africans' football development. What was the biggest challenge for you when teaching the today's generation of coaches and forming new structures in South Africa? Okay, in South Africans always had great talents. Football players, you know, natural talent. Um, when you, um, even some of them um, played even here in, in, uh, in England and during our time when we went, uh, went to the World Cup and, and uh, qualified for the World Cup, we had six, seven players playing in the prim English Premier League. So when I came there, the, uh, the structure, you know, uh, football has to grow, has to de develop and a footballer needs help and support. And truly people felt, first of all, I, coaching, okay, I know how to coach. I have been a player. So anyone who has been a player and has gone through coaching even in any country, in an advanced country, will know that it's a different story. Yeah? And then felt maybe it's too easy. Just, okay, let me just go. And even there, it was quite interesting when I was in, in South Africa, there were great players. But they were even when they came to a course, they were not physically anymore really fit to participate because you must even experience how does a a training exercise, a playing form, how does it run? So I had later to, 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 uh, to install even a fitness test for some of them who carried a little bit overweight. And here and there I had to tell someone, look, you did not fail the test, but you didn't manage to enter the course. So they had to come back another time. 
So to con- convince them that, uh, um, and the structure, it, then it takes time. Mm. And uh, it is even appreciated now by, by many of them who have been gone through my, through, through my courses here, even like Pizzo Mosemani, who has won last year the uh, Champions League, the uh, uh, Asian, the African Champions League, went through my courses here. And surely they had to, yeah, they had to, 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 to earn it, to, to deserve it, not because they had been great players. Mm. And that is even there, what the president, Mr. <coughs> uh, Danny Jordan said, was created, he said standards, you know, I treated all the same. I tried all people to, 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 to give them the chance, but they have to, as a coach, you must be, must be well experienced and you must have a, a wide area of knowledge and know what is football about. Mm-hmm. It's not enough only to be a great player. All righty. In several articles about your person, I read a couple of times again and again the line, you have the watch, but we have the time. Maybe you can explain what it is about. It sounds to me as a quite good example where we as Europeans can learn a bit from the Africans and vice versa, right? Yeah, sure. In, in Africa, uh, let's take the example of, of, of Nigeria. When you grow up here, even culturally, people, uh, when they have uh, self-sustaining themselves, they didn't have to prepare, they didn't have to... to uh, what we have to do in order to uh, over the winter time in our culture and to, to 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 save something in order to have our food and all that there you can live from today till tomorrow and that has been grown over generations so then the people are not just looking on the uh, on the watch here so the day the day the morning starts so uh, eight o'clock does not mean for them eight o'clock it means maybe just morning so then it's step by step well where when you have to start at a certain time, you have to introduce a step-by-step that it's part of them to be on time. Mm. Yeah, That has to be done gradually. You have even to convince them. You have to make them aware, especially when it comes maybe now to, to, to coaching or to training, because when the match starts, you have to be ready at the first minute. I always tell them if you are very um, dedicated to and, and uh, um, painter or uh, uh, writer, You can sleep in the morning as long as you want. You have some brilliant ideas. People like your music, like your, your story. Yeah? But uh, when it comes to the match uh, as a player, then you have to be on time from the first minute. You have to be, you have to be ready and you have to be prepared. So it means even training starts at a certain time. Yeah? Then you even have there to be on time. But we have not to be then you have to give them truly time and space where they don't have to always to be there on time in the way of to be there. Well, when we had, for example, like when we uh, were in the camp, we had maybe lunchtime. We said, okay, we have lunchtime between uh, 12 and, and, and uh, 12.30. So, and, and maybe in our culture, we would say, I all have to be there at 12 time and then we wish them... Uh, Good appetite, and then they will start. Uh, therefore, you have to give them this space where they can really yeah, feel like uh, w- or they want to eat when they want to eat and, and not exactly at that time to be there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, looking at you, it looks like work is simply keeping you young. Still physically extremely fit, even though that you would have meanwhile the age for a well-deserved retirement, but... 
you are still working as a consultant for the DFB, the German Football Association, at least part-time. Has been your job always a kind of hobby for you? Surely, that is a part of hobby. I am privileged. The, uh, that is what I like. Uh, and uh, I could make the hobby to my, my profession. And uh, I did not feel it as a burden. I did not feel it. Surely, it was my work. But uh, mentally, I took it always as a hobby. As a hobby, but not. Uh, d uh, but should he be well prepared uh, to uh, to to follow this hobby, mm -hmm. not just uh, easy going? Yeah, and the way when I had a duty, so I could even um, differentiate between when I'm on duty or when I'm off duty. Yeah. So when I'm on duty, I was always um, f um, really concentrated and. Um, and uh, like to, to follow uh, objectives and so to, to proceed and to go ahead and uh, to develop something like but uh, in the evening or when we had a good time then I could even be easy going and uh, could be sometimes even a bit lazy or whatever mm. I go there or go through a day without any uh, structure mm. because that, that balance is important in order otherwise um, you are develop um, too much stress on yourself What do you consider as your factors of success? What are your strengths and maybe also weaknesses? Okay, um, let me say factors of success. Yeah, success is um, obviously a wide area. What does it mean? I mean that I, uh, first of all, uh, was not pushing. I always saw myself something like a servant. And eventually that I always saw that I had to help others. It was quite interesting when I was in in in, uh, in China. So I always tried to tell them certain things that what is football off the field. When I read stories about business people, how, what are what are their suggestions? There was a quite nice uh, saying by one billionaire. He said, "My greatest asset are my people." Someone was a Had a big had big factories and very successful. My greatest asset are my people. Mm -hmm. So important yeah, that to develop people who do delegate. You delegate, yeah. Things don't think that everything you have to do on your own. Yeah, that is what I even learned when I was uh, assisting once at the German FA Holger Osik, yeah, with the international coaching courses. Uh, Already after after a short time, he gave me certain duties, and uh, he trusted that I could do it, and it, and then only when you can do something, yeah, then you can develop, mm. yeah. So that is what I always I liked always to to push others, yeah, to, to being aware that even my work will be easier, yeah, and and even letting other people express themselves in their environment, not that we are just going one line. And this is the way how it has to be done. Mm -hmm. And um, I think this is um, what I... Weaknesses. Yeah, what are weaknesses? Anyone has weaknesses. Surely. <laughs> Plenty of weaknesses <laughs> we have there. <laughs> And that we should just in, in generalize. Um, let me say, when I, <coughs> when I came there to, to South Africa, maybe I felt, uh, first of all, I wanted there a little bit to push too much. Was I saw the country have great players. They had won the African Championship 1995, but in coaching structures there was nothing. Yeah, so when I was even pushing them and here and there, maybe a little bit too fast, uh, should be a little bit there, um, so have slowed down in, in certain areas. And 
otherwise, yeah, we have weaknesses. Um, we leave it just in general there, <laughs> with that that is part of, of a human being. <laughs> That's fine, fair enough. Many, many thanks for your time in this interview with all the insights you have given to us, a really outstanding character with a tremendous travel and football experience. Chapeau. Look forward to catching up with you at the next event somewhere in a football stadium or at another opportunity, maybe just having another nice glass of white wine like last <laughs> night until the morning as we described already. And I'm sure we'll find next one, next one very soon. Many thanks again, Horst. Detlef, thank you very much. Uh, that was really here quality time. You say here go for quality time and I really enjoyed it here to share um, um, some hours with you uh, and it was a very pleasant time and surely it, it won't be the last time that we will talk about <laughs> football and uh, the world uh, of, uh, of football. For sure. Thanks not. for coming and uh, I appreciate very much. The pleasure is really on my side. Many thanks, many, many thanks. Alrighty. And to my dear podcast audience, I may tell, if you should be interested to know more about Horst Quieter, please visit Deutscher Fußballbotschafter 2017, which is German Football Ambassador 2017, under www.fußballbotschafter.de. For more information, is of course also available in English there. But as usually, you may find this and even more information about this interview in my show notes. Yep. And if you have enjoyed listening to my podcast episode, please take a moment of your time and provide a brief review in iTunes. Your review will help to make this podcast more visible and allow more people to have the opportunity to join this podcast community existing of outstanding and special people. Please join me again in two weeks for the next English episode of Go For Quality Time. Until then, thank you very much for listening and don't forget to go for quality time.